What is up, everybody to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle. Get relationship advice about being on the road together with your significant other. Listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Join us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide. And going forward, we're going to be giving away these world map t-shirts. If you want to see what they look like, go to our travelcouplepodcast.com slash 32 for this episode's show notes. You can see what we are giving away. And this week, we're doing it through our Facebook page. So you need to go to our Facebook page. You need to give us a like. And you need to find this episode's show notes page that we share. It's going to be pinned to the top of our posts. You need to share it, like it, and give us a comment. We're going to be choosing somebody from the comments that have shared it, liked it, and are liking our Facebook page and sending them a world map t-shirt. Again, take a look at this world map t-shirt at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 32 to see what it looks like and join us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide. In today's episode, we're joined by Alex and Lisa. They're a couple from the UK who took a break from their jobs to live a more travel lifestyle together. They started documenting their journey on Instagram and on their website, careergappers.com. And it's really interesting what they've done and they give a lot of information about how you can do the same. So without further ado, here's our interview with Alex and Lisa. Today we're joined by Alex and Lisa, a couple from the UK who took a break from their jobs in order to live a more travel lifestyle together. They have documented their journeys and provide their insights about how you can take a career gap on their website at careergappers.com. Hello, Alex and Lisa, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, there. How are you doing? Thanks so much Thanks for joining so. us, guys. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us on. So let's just get started to get to know about the two of you yourselves a little bit. Uh, tell us about yourself and what you do. Okay, so my name's Lisa. I currently work at a charity in London, um, and I have done charity work in communications for about 10 years. But on my side job, I help Alex run careergappers.com, where we hope to provide people with inspiration to take a career break. Awesome. And uh, continuing from that... Uh, career gappers where did that all begin did you guys uh, like what made you take that leap into taking this career gap okay so this stems from our own experiences of travel basically so we met about uh, about six years ago now six seven years ago Mm -hmm. and we met uh, working together and at the time we'd both done a little bit of travel before um i did interrailing around europe when i was a lot younger um lisa traveled in madagascar um when she was in sixth form which i think is like yeah that's right it's like the uk version of the year before college i guess oh, okay um and we both had um that uh that kind of, that kind of lust for travel mm-hmm. but 
we were in jobs that we loved. We're both very career driven at the same time. Um, so what we decided to do was to save up over a long period of time. We ended up saving over about four or five years to do a one year sabbatical. Um, that was the plan at the time. Things have gone a little bit differently now uh, as a result of our experience. But uh, we spent four or five years saving, planning. Um, each of us took a slightly different route. Lisa agreed a sabbatical contract with the place she was working. I quit my job. I was hoping to get a sabbatical, but that didn't work out. Um, but then we did it. Um, after all those years of saving, we left in June 2017 last year. We just got back to London uh, a couple of months ago. And that experience of taking a career break to travel has been incredibly enriching for us. Um, now, we launched the blog while we were traveling, and I'm now um, working on that full time. But Lisa's also gone back into a job. And what we found is that um, the experience of traveling is improved us in terms of our skills our creativity we think that we're better employees from having travel mm-hmm. travel and we want to promote this idea that taking time out of work to travel um, doesn't have to be uh, a bad thing for your career in fact it can be incredibly positive and yeah. that's certainly the experience we've had with it yeah and that's that's something so amazing to take away from that experience because that can be such a deterrent from people to be able to take this career gap is that they think they're going to get left behind or uh their jobs you know won't be waiting for them when they come back or they're not going to find another job and it's just such a positive thing to hear what you guys have done how about the two of you how did the two of you meet well um as alex just said we were working together um, as most modern relationships happen now, I think. But um, yeah, we were working together uh, and we were together about f- five or six years before we went traveling. Um, so we just kind of met in quite a conventional way. So we haven't got all of the, you know, travel honeymoon lifestyle type thing behind us. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we just we met and we, we had similar approaches <clears throat> and similar views. Um, and I think one of the first things we decided when, when we did get together was to save up and, and take this travel career break. Nice. And uh, when you guys met up, was travel, the uh, common interest of travel, something that drew you guys together? It was one of several things, I think. We... Um, as a, um, we, we were in a career that we loved and we were working for an organization that we were both very passionate about at the time. Um, but then I think we both wanted bigger things from our life as well. Um, but the issue that that kind of created for us is that having to save for so long meant that we couldn't do a lot in the meantime. So there was quite a lot of hard slog um, for us to tr- try and travel in the way that we did. Um, but it was that kind of goal at the end of it to have that incredible experience that that kept us going Mm -hmm. um and now i would say i mean if you'd asked me that three years ago i don't think we'd have even thought of travel as being one of the most one of the things that drew us together but now i'd say it's the most important thing in our lives and it's the thing that's most important to us as a couple yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's so, so interesting to see, you know, travel, bring together a couple, bring together a relationship and, and really uh, help to improve it. And there's so many things in travel that helps do that. And we'll get into that. But I'd like to start off our discussion about travel with a simple two word question. Uh, it's a simple question, but for so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is why travel? Wow, that's that's a quite a tough question. Yeah. Um, for me, it's 
travel is is like being a child. So it's like you're discovering something new every single day. Um, you're learning something new every single day. And when you move to a different location, you're starting that experience all over again. Uh, and I think it allows you to kind of overcome new challenges and provides you with more ideas and experience to draw from when you're trying to be creative and problem solve. Um, and I think they're the kind of really great things that you can bring home when you go back into your career. And I think that the more opportunity you take time out to reflect and to do these new experiences and to try these new things, the, the better you're going to be at being a friend and a family member because you learn about what's important and what isn't important in relationships and, and you learn how to create that work-life balance that as people who work in London, we didn't necessarily have before. So for me, travel is is kind of really important. And I think I didn't realize that until I'd taken the first break. And now I'm determined to take a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really great the way you explain that. I'm not good with quotes, but I know there's a quote out there similar to travel is the greatest teacher because you can just take away so much from travel and travel experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, And I know a lot of people kind of say that travel is about learning but you know just when you apply that in in anything you do either while you're traveling and getting better at being a traveler or when you get home in in whatever you decide to do at home like it's it's just such a different way of learning that I'd never really experienced before Mm -hmm. definitely so where were the two of you last where are you right now and where are you traveling to next okay so we just got back from a trip to Slovakia um we were there for about five days we did some hiking in the tatra mountains and we spent a few days in bratislava the capital but we we, to be honest we're still kind of coming down from that big trip um we spent five months traveling through south america uh i'd say the most the most memorable part of our uh, our travel year away was uh, the time we spent in Patagonia in the southern tip of South America. And then we also spent several months traveling through New Zealand, Fiji, Australia and Southeast Asia. Um, but now we are um, kind of taking a hiatus, but we're working towards our next big trip. We've got a couple of different ideas in mind. Um, I mentioned Patagonia. One idea that we've got, and this would be potentially, potentially about a year away from now in the 2019 to 20 season we'd like to go back and do some longer hiking trails in patagonia uh, and we'd like to do a road trip along the carretera austral in chile yeah i think what you meant uh, forgot to mention there is that we're currently in london uh, so so we've just like alex said taken the time in slovakia and we're hoping to go to patagonia next nice nice in in uh okay so taking what that that year-long trip uh choosing one destination uh what what stood out for you and why at that certain destination that uh kind of just blew you away wow one destination um we we went to quite a few different places but i mean i think yeah i definitely think for me um patagonia was one of the places that stood out it it was just so different from anywhere I'd been before. Um, the glaciers, the mountains, the hiking. It felt like you weren't even on this planet. Do you, would you 
Yeah, and I think another uh, another thing about our time in Patagonia is that it pushed us and challenged us in a way that we had never been before. We we were not hikers before we went traveling. Um, we kind of fell into it because we thought we're going traveling. We're in South America. We have to do the Inca Trail. So we did the Inca Trail in Peru, um, and that was kind of our first real experience of doing long hiking trips. And um, we planned in later on to go to Patagonia, which was way further out of our comfort zone because the Inca Trail, it was on a guided tour. We were in a group with people looking after us the whole. And in Patagonia, we did the W Trek in Torres del Paine National Park, um, but we did it self-guided. We packed all our own food. We took our own tent for four or five nights, and it's pretty harsh terrain and pretty fierce weather out there. And that was something that just pushed us in a way that we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um but we're completely committed to this outdoor side. We're not completely outdoors travelers. We love cities, we love beaches, but that's something that was just an absolute standout experience and something that I think has helped us to grow more as people and certainly come closer together as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just looking at this place, it looks incredible. I actually haven't heard of somebody talk about this yet on our podcast. And uh, yeah, it just it seems like the perfect place for somebody who's uh, into hiking and into the outdoors. Is this kind of what you guys look for when you're going to a, uh, a country? Do you look for the outdoor experiences? Yeah, I mean, the, the photos that we got from Patagonia, like you'd be able to take them anywhere. Anyone would be able to take those because that's just kind of how beautiful it is. And I don't think it does, does it justice. But um, yeah, when we're looking for places to go, we enjoy quite a mixture. Um, as Alex said, we like we've just been to discover, we love uh, out in the cities, we love trying the food and the drink um, and seeing all of the architecture there. And we do enjoy a good hike and being outdoors, so we try to find the two if, if we can. Uh, but we just kind of like experiencing new things. I wouldn't say we're set on mountains or we're set on cities or we're set on beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like a good variation of all of those different places. Yeah, and, and you guys have a really uh, very detailed and uh, thorough travel guide. Uh, the link is in your Instagram page, instagram.com slash careergappers. And we'll also include that in our show notes because uh, you guys really go into depth about your uh, itinerary, your travel guide. It's really awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, that's, so that's the um, we spent a lot of time recently putting that guide together for Patagonia. We're hoping to do similar things for a lot of the other places that we go. So that's kind of um, there's two main prongs to the blog that we're running. And one is destina- destination inspiration and helping people plan uh, the kind of tr- travel that we're doing. But then there's also the career break side. So um, to, to go together with that, we want to help people get past the barriers that, that come up when when people are considering taking a career break at the same time. Mm-hmm, definitely. So traveling brings lots of different experiences. And one of those sides are the most your awkward, embarrassing, hilarious experiences. Do you guys have an awkward, embarrassing, hilarious travel experience that you'd like to share with our audience? Okay, yes, uh, we do. Uh, just trying to think about this, but w- one example I'll give you is um, we went to, we spent a month in Thailand. Obviously, lots of people who are traveling go to Thailand, a very popular country. Um, but neither of us have ever ridden a moped before. And... Oh, here we go. This is where you stitch me up. <laughs> 
<laughs> something like that <laughs> but um we've both driven for several years we both have driving licenses and we thought this is never something we would do we'd never hire a moped in thailand but we met so many people on the road that says it's an incredible experience you won't get the same uh you won't get the same effect from uh, other ways of traveling around the country like it's incredible to get up on the hills go through the the the, the, the different amazing beautiful parts of thailand so on our first day in thailand we decided to try it um we thought well we know the rules of the road we're fairly sensible people we can we can do this and it did work out okay we did have a great day but at the beginning um we hired the, the moped through our hostel um we're kind of aware of some of those scams and we we're a little bit worried about hiring from just one of the shops on the street so we went through our hostel who who offered a moped hire and uh, they, okay so they took our passports and then we went outside and they asked us to try out the moped for uh, before we set off uh lisa decided to step forward and try that uh and kind of turned it on revved it up and it just kind of ran away with her and like knocked a table <laughs> over um at the front of the hostel and the, the, the yeah. two women who were the two women working in the hostel their face the, the look on their faces was like unreal <laughs> oh my god it, it was so embarrassing it was you know, lots of people have gone oh it's not that hard you just have to ride it it's kind of like uh, a scooter and it's fine and i just yeah i just went for it a little bit hard um they let us drive off with it and i was fine after that but um <laughs> yeah it was just quite embarrassing when everybody sat around you has also just come back off their moped yeah that's that's a definitely a good story, and it's it's awesome that they let you take it out still after that too. That's always good too. I know, right? It's uh, a little bit too trusting, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was helpful for me anyway. Yeah. So on the other side of things, there's some bad travel experiences that we all have. Do you guys have a worst travel experience that you'd want to share with our audience? There's a very obvious thing for us to pick here that um, uh, people will, who know us will probably know what we're about to talk about. But um, something happened about three months into our trip that very nearly finished it. So we just arrived in Buenos Aires uh, in Argentina and we were robbed. We had all of our valuables taken. It was not a, an armed robbery or a, anything violent. It was one of these distraction scams that... Uh, um, happens not just in South America but in cities all over the world and the thing was is that we knew about these kind of scams before it happened we'd read up about it um, but the the circumstances were that we'd just been on a very long overnight bus from Mendoza to Buenos Aires uh, and we left the bus station at about nine o'clock on a Sunday morning and I think our guard was just completely down mm. um, and we were walking from the bus station to our host towards our hostel it was raining a little bit uh, and then something is one of these things you hear it about it with tomato ketchup um, and someone threw something on the back of our bags and it kind of looked like bird mess and uh, I was walking in front of Lisa and she noticed it and we kind of stopped. We thought, all right, okay, we need to clean ourselves up. Um, so we went and sat in a little bus shelter that was there. And all of a sudden there was this uh, woman on the scene um, uh, and she was very eager to help. She said she'd seen what happened. Uh, little did we know that she was about to um, lure us into the scam. So it all happened in a matter of a few seconds. Um what happened was we had our small bags on our front and our large rucksacks on our back. Um, and in order to get to our large rucksacks, we had to take the small ones off. And as soon as we did that, the woman kind of grabbed us and turned us around. 
um, towards the big rucksacks and someone grabbed our smaller bags and launched them uh, and then someone else took them in a taxi and just sped off and in a matter of seconds we'd lost everything and this was like um our uh, our passports our macbook and laptop our camera um lots of photos weren't backed up um and uh, other electronics lots of other sentimental things as well um but yeah so that was a very very low moment not only in our travel but in our lives probably as well um we certainly didn't know if we were going to carry on um the experience immediately after was quite traumatic like we went to the police station there was one police officer who was quite helpful on the scene but in the police station um uh, it wasn't quite as we might have hoped but um then we went to the embassy um, a couple of days later and we were kind of hoping and we thought this would be pretty simple to get a passport. It was seven weeks until our next flight and we thought, OK, surely we can just go to the embassy and get a passport arranged. But it wasn't as simple as that. And the options we were given were to have a temporary passport, which would basically get us home or try and apply for a new one to be made in the UK, but sent out. And they told us that would take seven weeks. And that was really cutting it fine. And we had that moment of, OK, are we just going to end it here and go home? But no, we decided to to write, OK, we were going to lose a lot of money. Um, we were obviously going to have to change our plans and stay in Argentina a lot longer. We wouldn't be able to leave the country. Turned out to be a great thing. We spent some fantastic time in Argentina. But ultimately, we made the decision to carry on. And I think most importantly, as a couple, we made sure that we didn't blame each other for what happened because mm-hmm. it would have been very easy to start bickering about well it wouldn't have happened if this that but we made the decision together to to carry on and yeah and i think it was like an inflection point in our travels and we took i think we really turned it into a positive and lots of good things happened as a result um yeah lisa wouldn't you agree yeah totally yeah and to to turn something like that into a positive is a really difficult thing to do and it's it's unfortunate that these things happen but you guys have really seemed to you know take as much positivity from it as you can and uh it seems like you guys got through it and you got through it together and i think the other important thing about this is you know sharing that story and sharing it with other travelers because uh, for for them to be able to understand how you can get scammed and how you can get robbed because there's so many different ways uh, it's it's not common but it does happen and it's just it shouldn't deter you from going and traveling but to be aware all the time when you are in some place that you've never been is extremely important yeah absolutely like we well, as soon as we'd kind of met some people in the hostels after that and we were talking about it and and trying to get our heads around it and and you know not blame ourselves because we weren't it wasn't that we were stupid it was just that these things happen and these guys are professionals when we started ending up um hearing so many different stories of scams or robberies that had happened to other travelers or stories that they'd heard on their travels but i think like you're absolutely right in that that should not be a deterrent for people to travel like it it's not something that happens to everybody and it's not just in South America either like we get quite a lot of questions about the safety in South America and I know that these kind of things have happened in London in Barcelona in Asia you know at wherever you are these kind of crimes happen but it's just something that you have to be prepared for and something that you have to be willing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
definitely. And the reason why I asked all these questions is to get a sense of what you guys have been through on your travels in, in every situation. And uh, obviously travel brings a lot of unexpected things and it, it's, it really tests your relationship. So how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together? Well, I think it's been incredibly positive. And first and foremost, I think the great thing for us is just being able to spend so much quality time together. Because um, when we're kind of in the rat race, working our jobs, we spent so little time together. Lisa was commuting three hours a day, work, uh, doing a master's while she was working. Um, I was in an extremely busy job as well. I sometimes went abroad with my job uh, and we just did not have quality time together. And it was very difficult to keep a, a maintain a healthy relationship. And traveling together has transformed that because we've been able to share all these experiences together have so much quality time together and i think it's given us a different perspective on what's important in life and what's important to us as a couple yeah i certainly agree like i think it's it you know it's when you're working and you're even if you're not working and you're at home and you manage to spend time together when you're traveling and you're in kind of different circumstances like I said earlier you're like a child and you're learning new things all the time like when you're in that kind of experience together you start to learn about you know what, what really pisses the other person off mm -hmm. and you know what what they really appreciate and what they like and that's not something that you kind of get from just an everyday routine definitely yeah I feel like traveling really uh really tests you tests your relationship and you really get a very quick sense of yeah like you said what's gonna make the other person angry what's going to you know uh alleviate their stress if that if that happens and uh it really lets you get to know the other person much quicker than it, you would in an everyday situation at home yeah absolutely mm. it's it's just like um it is just really different and for us, I think it was brilliant. The challenge we have now, now that I'm back in the nine to five, is is to try not slipping into that, you know, the the routine and forgetting all of the things that you learned when you were traveling. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So when planning a trip, when you guys were planning this uh, this adventure, who took care of what? Did you guys have assigned tasks to who's going to book what or who's going to take care of everything? Well, I, we didn't deliberately assign tasks to one another, but I think we both fell quite naturally into certain roles. Um, Lisa did a lot more of the kind of practicality side organizing um, uh, when we we're on the road as well, like making sure we got things printed off, uh, making sure we're prepared for the next place. I was more kind of handling the budget side of things and like planning our finances for travel. Um, I can be kind of a little bit pedantic, pedantic with that kind of thing. But in terms a of, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but in, when it came to destinations, we we, we tried to do a, a, as much of the destination planning together as we can because it, it's, it's such an important part of the experience as well. And, um, uh, before we did our big trip, it was just so exciting to like look at, do all the research and look at the places we're going to go. And now we've we've got got that buzz about it. We're excited about planning to do it again. And um, I think it's a very special thing to share together that aspect of the planning. Mm -hmm. Nice. And 
Closing out this section about talking about uh, your relationship and travel, do you guys have any other advice you'd want to share with a couple out there that wants to make travel more of a lifestyle or maybe they're going on their first trip together? Do you have any more advice for that couple? Yeah, yeah, probably. I I guess kind of to echo what Alex <clears throat> said earlier, it's like don't blame each other. Like things will go wrong. Uh, things won't work out as you expected and just don't blame each other be willing to kind of compromise on what you're doing and make sure that you look after each other i'd also add to that as well to just not be afraid um because there, there's still some stigmas about traveling and people worry i think i think one thing that holds a lot of people back is they'll worry about what happens after travel or where it will take them. Um, what we found, and we've met so many people who've, who've, who've do the travel game now. And I haven't met one person who's, who's gone traveling and it hasn't ended up being an incredibly positive experience. So mm -hmm. just don't be afraid. It will, it will have a good effect on your life. Definitely. Yeah, that's, so, that's so true. And also like, I guess the last thing is that I don't, I don't know if this is talked about a lot, but when you're in a couple, it's it's really easy to kind of spend the evenings together and talk to each other and play cards and hang out. And you kind of you kind of have to push yourself out of that comfort zone to make sure that you're making friends and meeting people and trying all of the things that you want to try as well. Um, especially if 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 you're sat there in in the hostel bar, like. If someone is a solo traveler, it's much harder for them to approach people who look like they really know each other. So for us, like if, if you're going traveling as a couple, like don't forget to make that effort and, and go out there and, and make sure that you make friends while you're doing it. Because although you're together and you're experiencing it and it's wonderful, like it's much more powerful when you finish your travel, or even while you're traveling. If you've got people that you can call up and go, hey, you're in this country this at this time and should we go out for drinks and can we meet you? And I think that 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 was one thing we had to really challenge ourselves with when we when we were abroad. Definitely, definitely, and great advice, guys. Thank you so much. Let's get into Career Gappers, uh, your blog, your Instagram. Let's talk a little bit about that. And to start off, I think it is uh, pretty obvious, but just for the point of this interview, where did the idea of the name Career Gappers come from? Oh, I, uh, I actually kind of have no idea. But uh, <laughs> we spent some time thinking about uh, when we came back, we knew we knew we wanted to do a travel blog, and Alex had already started out with um, story every day, but we we didn't think that kind of represented what we wanted to do anymore, um, and it also just wasn't practical for us. So we spent some time thinking about the name. We actually um, kind of wrote in quite a lot of our friends through social media to say, like, here's some suggestions. What do you think? What would you most identify with? Um, and we came up with career gappers because we really wanted to focus on this idea that traveling, A, it doesn't have to be continuous. It's not just for people who want to travel forever, but B, it's also for people who do have a career. Like you can have a career and take a year out and travel or not even a year, six months, two months, but you can have a break and you can travel. Like that's not written off for you just because you've been working for 10 years and you've climbed the ladder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, I, I think a lot of it is about busting that myth that like this idea that you can have, you can travel 
you can have a career but you can't have both and we really think that you can mm-hmm. and I actually uh, found career gappers on Urban Dictionary as well. <laughs> I don't know if I've told Alex that, but that's kind of where that idea came from. Gotcha. Nice. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys, uh, I know we touched on it in the beginning, but what is the, the goal uh, behind career gappers, uh, the goal behind the website? I think it's a, it's a really great goal and it's what, the, what you guys are trying to spread is really awesome. Okay, so... We believe that anybody who wants to take a career break to travel should do so. And we also want to try and promote a positive message about having a more fluid lifestyle, being able to take take a step back from your career and experience different things. Um, so the way we kind of manifest that through the blog, through Career Gappers, is we're working really hard now to put together a lot of resources based on our, our own experiences. So as well as planning, planning, a, planning a travel and giving those travel tips, it's about what are those difficult questions that people go through when making the decision to take a career break? What, what is it that holds them back? And we've done some research into this, and we know that um, the, the number one thing that holds people back from taking a career break to travel is that they, they think that they'll, they won't be able to get a job when they get back. So, for example, Lisa's uh, written an article recently about her experience of um, coming back home after a career break and having her, uh, her sabbatical didn't work out. She ended up being made redundant just before we came home. But then she uh, went through the process of finding a new job and and she's ended up in a job that she enjoys a lot more and it, she has much better career prospects now. Um, and so we're looking at those big questions. So not just about the, the job side as well, but um, but also, yeah, I don't know, how do you approach it with your employers? How do you save? How do you plan? How do you manage your relationships with your friends and family in the meantime? Um, so we want to kind of prepare and equip people to be able to feel empowered to take a career break. I think that's awesome. And it, it, it lines up perfectly with what we're trying to spread with the Travel Couple podcast because there's so many different ways to go about doing this, to live more of a travel lifestyle. And what you guys have done is, is really incredible. And it, it does take a lot of uh, courage to be able to take that time off work because there are these question marks. But if this is something that you want and you want to and you put your mind to it, it's it's really rewarding. And I'm sure you guys would say the same. Yeah, I think like I guess I don't know if a lot of kind of women go through this anyway when they when they're talking about maternity leave and stuff, but there are there are so many questions and before we took our travel break, like I know myself that I was questioning a lot of the time like will I be able to rebuild my career when I get back? Like what will happen in the year that I'm away? will I forget everything that I know and come back and not make any sense to anybody or will I be so out of the loop? And to be honest, like those things just, it it all fades away as soon as you start traveling. And I can tell you that after a year out of the office, you certainly don't forget how to use Outlook. Like it's, (laughs) it's just something that happens. And it's something that, you know, you'll never forget. Like once you've been in a career, once you've been in a job, like the fact that you've taken a year out only serves you better. And I think as well that um, a lot of people, if you take a look around you in your organisation that you work in, uh, depending on the line of work you do, but the chances are is that a lot of people there have 
not been in in the job two or three years uh, the place i worked before most people worked two three years then moved on just people just tend to have a lot more fluid careers these days and um, what what we'd really like to see is like employers and organizations who are encouraged encouraging people to 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 travel as well or or at least have reflective time from your career um and there's more and more organizations doing this now well google is very famous for being open for this kind of thing uh, in the uk the bbc lets every single employee take a travel career break um so as well as helping travelers i think further down the line we'd like to do some work around that as well to try and uh, facilitate an environment where people are just um given a lot more support to do this if it's what they want to do and to help um employer people who are employers recognize that it's actually really good for you as an organization like why do you need to be kind of paranoid about people leaving it happens anyway um so if, if you're open with someone about what they want to achieve in their time in a job and then they can go off and travel afterwards then that's a fantastic thing and it's something we'd really like to encourage mm-hmm. yeah and that that's, yeah, and that'd be amazing for uh for employers to be able to follow in that suit and, and to encourage this type of uh break every once in a while to be able to refresh yourself and, and to see the world for sure with with traveling traveling can be uh you know it can it takes up a lot of time to be able to plan your next day plan your next week especially when you're out there on the road when you guys started career gappers it was on the road did you guys have uh, how did you go about you know updating instagram uh did you guys start to write blog posts while you're on the road how did you juggle all of these things Oh my god, Instagram has like taken over my life, as has <laughs> Pinterest. Um, but I think while we are traveling, like the first real time we experienced this was in Slovakia. Like we did blog on our year out, but it wasn't quite as intense as what we're doing now. So we kind of we made sure that we allocated some time in the morning. So we quite like working around breakfast um, or late afternoon before dinner. Uh, that's kind of when we we do our stuff best anyway. Um, and we use lots of tools to schedule. So we make sure that we've kind of got backlog of content written and ready to go. And we schedule that on our WordPress site and we use things like Hootsuite and Tailwind for Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and everything else. So just making sure that like I take bigger chunks of time, especially while I'm working as well, Monday to Friday, like I, I'll spend a Saturday morning scheduling everything. Um, but while, while we're on the road, we just make sure that we have this time set aside. And also, we want to make sure that we're not kind of missing out on traveling, like, cause it's really easy to, to get carried away on your blog or on, or on your social media when you're sat in the hostel and you're having a beer or two and it, it's quite comfortable. But what we want to make sure that we do is actually go out and travel, cause otherwise we can't write about anything. But, um, it's, yeah, we've just kind of been really careful about setting the boundaries while we're while we're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like <clears throat> so. It's it's kind of a balance of processes and philosophy, isn't it? Having really good systems and processes in place that manage our time, but also remembering to that we're having an experience as well. And also, even if you love what you'll do, like so many travel blogger, bloggers love what they do. It's for many, it looks like a dream lifestyle, but um, it can catch up with you. And no matter how much you love what you're doing, you can still get burnout. So um, I think balance is just very important to us. Definitely. Yeah. And having that balance. Yeah. Like you said, is incredibly important. And, and I like the tools that you mentioned, uh, Hootsuite and Tailwind. Uh, they just save a lot of time. Uh, unfortunately, Instagram, there are some scheduling tools out there. But generally, people post, uh, 
you know, whenever they need to post. And that can be real, take up a lot of time. It can be taxing. But having scheduling, uh, like you said, Tailwind and Hootsuite for your other social media channels saves a lot of time for sure. Now, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry, you, you carry on. So, uh, do you guys, um, you guys were working and you guys were saving for this year-long trip. Obviously, uh, it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of effort to be able to save long-term in order to take this year-long gap. Do you guys have any tips in order to, you know, get through that and to keep your eye on the long-term goal that these couples are trying to go after? Do you have any tips for saving your money? Um, I'm absolutely terrible at saving, although I managed to do it for, for you know, for this for this travel career break. And I think the first thing is, like, be clear about why you're doing it. Like, if you don't want to travel, you won't save for it. So you need to be really clear on the fact that you have a goal and you're working towards it. I think it's really important to not get bogged down with big figures as well at the beginning because when you start looking at something like a year travel for two people you can look at the figures of what people spent and go there's no way I'm going to save any of that but if you start just by you know put put a few pounds away like put something in a piggy bank just start small and over time that will start to build up and then when you've seen that build up you can start putting a plan in place that helps you save a little bit more each month uh, so we started quite small. I mean, I must admit, I started with a piggy bank and I put my pound coins in there and then I built up to putting my £10 notes in there. And then from there, each month I set a standing order up and I took, you know, 50 quid out of my out of my uh, salary and I, I just started building up. And then the more I saw build up in my account, the more inspired I was to keep going and, and keep pushing with it. Um, there are also loads of little things you can do, especially if you're a couple and you're traveling. Like while you're saving, it can be really easy to forget that you have fun together. Um, so for me and Alex, we always looked for like the latest deals on, you know, the famous websites that you can get vouchers on. Um, and we, we went and we just had like a date night or we, we got a cheap takeaway. And that was kind of how we enjoyed ourselves while we were saving. So you've got to be able to save, but also be able to plan for those little luxuries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, to be able to um, to save that, it, it just takes incremental steps. You know, start with something small, and then it just it just builds up from there. Once you see your your savings start to grow, and keeping that long term goal in mind is is really important. Do you guys have any other advice you'd want to share a couple out there that want to make travel a part of their lifestyle or who want to take a career gap? Yeah, like just do it. It's <laughs> I know it sounds really big and scary and a lot of the time people will make excuses like, oh, well, I can't do it this year because this is happening. And, you know, I, I, maybe I should wait until then because my best friend's turning 30 um, and you will find an excuse every single year to not go traveling. Um, but like set your sights on it and, and just go for it. And if you want to travel and you're sat listening to this and you're like, oh, that could never be me, like empty your purse and put what you've got in a piggy bank and do the same tomorrow 
and just continued and build it up over small amounts of time it'll eventually get there mm-hmm. like it's easy for us to sit now and talk about this whole year that we've just done and this whole amazing thing we've been on but it took us five years like it's it's not something that just happened overnight we didn't just have the money ready it wasn't something that we could just do we planned for it and you have to be prepared to wait there's this um so there's a there's a ted talk by a guy called luis vargas who's uh, born in mexico i think is u.s nationality um that's kind of a really powerful inspiration for us at the moment and this guy talks about how you should spend money on experiences and not stuff like people are obsessed with material things and i'd, I'd recommend anyone to go and watch this and um and and i think that's something that we 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 realized from our travel is that we had so much stuff and we 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 put a lot of it in storage and we've come back and we've been back five months four months and it's still in storage we just don't need a lot of this stuff and we spent a lot of money on things before we started saving for travel that we just didn't need and didn't really add as much into our lives as experiences do so Mm -hmm. i guess the advice is put, put a much bigger value on experiences in life as you do on on things yeah, I couldn't agree any more with that. We'll, we'll try to find that video and we'll keep that in the show notes there to inspire other people. What what can everybody look forward to on careergappers.com in the future? Okay, so we have lots of exciting things planned. Um, you mentioned before that we've just published a Patagonia itinerary. We're going, we're going to continue to create lots of resources about travel planning based on our own experiences. Um, but we're currently working on a personalized career break travel planner um, that we'll be giving away for free on career gappers fairly soon um, hopefully it's going to be a, uh, live at some point very soon and that will be like a resource that anyone can use to uh, w- whatever stage they are in in the decision or planning process to try and make their career break a reality um, and then and we're just going to carry on do, doing what we're doing producing resources on how you manage your money how you plan um yeah and we'd love for anyone to come along for the journey uh, being a career gapper has been life uh, changing been transformational for us and we love others to have the same experience mm-hmm. awesome. yeah i think i think we'll start um build we want to build a lot of Uh, the community stuff around this as well so it's not just about us going oh here's our experiences and this is this is what we did um so in time um look for that community of career gappers and and the people who want to make the decision and take the career gap are a bit afraid the people who have done it before or the people that are currently planning we want to bring those people together and i think once we've kind of finished with all of the setting up and getting everything ready we'll, we'll start to start to do that and we'll start the conversation on career getting being something that is legitimate and something that is worthwhile for careers who knows one day we might be starting a campaign to you know challenge employers and make sure they think about it in the same way but i think that's very long term (laughs) yeah that that is awesome And, and once again i do encourage everybody to check out that patagonia itinerary and travel guide if you are planning a trip there because it's extremely in depth there's so much information there give that a read and there you have it alex and lisa sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nation's worldwide travel couple podcast i want to say a very special thank you to our guests thank you so much for joining us thank you it's been a pleasure and I'm just going to hand the floor over to the two of you. Let the people know where they can reach out to you, what's the best place to check you out, everything you want. Okay, so all of our social media handles are career gappers. So we're on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. 
Have I missed one, Lisa? But all the no, that's everything. Look, look, look for Career Gappers on social media. We're there, uh, careergappers.com. Uh, and those are our platforms right now, yeah. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 32. That's this episode's show notes to learn more about Alex and Lisa and Career Gappers. I urge you to leave a comment on the page to let us know about your career gap. Did you do the same? How did you do it? Let us know and join us on facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide and join in this t-shirt giveaway that we will be doing for the week following this episode launch. Again, you need to like us on Facebook, like, comment, and share this episode travelcouplepodcast.com slash 32 on Facebook to join in this giveaway. We'll be sh- we'll be sh- uh, choosing somebody who has followed those rules to- and send them a t-shirt, this world map t-shirt. Thanks again. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide. <laughs>